Anybody remember what we talked about last week? Which love language did we cover? Words. Words of affirmation. So, so far, we've talked about uh, physical touch. We've talked about words of affirmation. We've talked about quality time. This week, we're going to talk about... Um, Gifts. <laughs> Gifts. And then next week, we're going to talk about acts of service. Uh, how many of you like gifts? Most people like gifts. And this particular love language, most people can relate to, but it does not necessarily mean that it is your primary love language. You know, gifts are something that uh, we all give and we all like to receive. We enjoy our times of uh, birthdays and Christmas and anniversaries and Valentine's. Somebody is giving us something that is wrapped up all nice and pretty. And, and we love that. That does something for us. Even the Lord, you can look throughout the scriptures, uh, he provides gifts uh, to his people. If you have your Bible, let's, let's just turn real quickly, and I have several verses that I want to share and read with you today just to show the act of giving uh, by the Lord unto us. If we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 15. It says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. You know, there was a 10-year-old young lady the book uh, described and talked about. Her name was Rachel. And the question was asked of Rachel, uh, like in all of the other love languages, uh, they would communicate with kids. And, and they asked Rachel, Rachel, how do you know that your parents love you? Quickly, Rachel responded, and she told them, come follow me, I'll show you. She took them to her room, and she began to show them a display of all types of the first was a very large teddy bear. And she began to tell the story and how when her parents went on a trip to California, how they brought her back this wonderful teddy bear. She had it displayed out in the open so that everybody could see it. Then she went to the next uh, item. It was a little fluffy stuffed clown. And she said, my parents got me this when I was preparing to go to first grade. Now here she is, 10 years old. She still has this little stuffed clown that, that her parents got for her just because she was preparing to go to first grade. Then she went on to the next item. It was a little stuffed monkey, and she, she remembered the event. She said, my parents went to Hawaii for their anniversary, and they brought this gift back. And here it is. It's displayed in a prominent place so that everybody that came into her room could see this wonderful and, and as you looked around Rachel's room, there were dozens of other gifts that her parents brought to her and, and, and other family members that, had, uh, that provided to her. And, and this was her way uh, of, of recognizing her parents' love and care for her. All of these gifts were expressions of her parents' unfailing love towards her. Now, gifts can be in, an impactful expression of love. 
both at the time it is given, but then also later on in life. You can look at it and you can reflect on it. Uh, think about family heirlooms. People have things that were passed down from loved ones. And in, in a lot of cases, those items are cherished and protected. They're set aside so that they can't be damaged or harmed. Uh, a special something that's given by a family member, maybe that has has passed on and gone on to uh, their their reward, meaning the Lord. And maybe it was something that was given, something that was maybe it was a necklace, maybe it was a, a, a picture or an event, something that that took place. And so all of these things can have an impact on the love that is received. Uh, from a parent to a child. Remember, we talked about, there's one thing that we've been talking about, keeping our children's emotional love tank full. Now, with this love language called gifts, in order for it to be effective, that emotional love tank has to always be maintained at a full level. Because gifts, and we'll talk about it a little bit more can, can be received as something besides an expression of love, okay? And so for gifts to effectively speak uh, love to a child, the child must first genuinely feel that the parent cares. Otherwise, it's just something that was given. How many of you received gifts, but there was no real expression of genuine love? received the gift and you said, thank you and at work at, at work every year and, and many of you may have these these Christmas parties at work and everybody comes together and they do the, we do the Chinese gift exchange or whatever they call it and everybody pulls a number and you have all of these gifts and, and, and you pull the first gift and if you have the second number somebody can either take your gift or they can choose one of the other gifts. You know, I got a pretty good gift this year. I had a, what do you call those things, those, those Yetis? Yeah. And so when I left, there was no real expression of love from the person that gave. And so when we talk about the love language of gifts, there has to be a, a, a genuine relationship where love is expressed more than just the giving of the gift. The other love languages must be given along with this love language called love language. Yeah. Better stated, a child's emotional love tank must be kept full for gifts to express love that is heartfelt. When we talk about quality time, when we talk about physical touch, talk about words of affirmation and when we talk about acts of service, these must all be used in conjunction with this love language called gifts. Mallory, uh, there were two daughters in the family. One was Mallory, she was six years old, the other was married. And so, I mean, I've got two daughters and their love language So this one mother had two daughters, so her husband would often go away.
gifts for their daughters. One daughter, she would receive the gift. She would be so excited. She would be full of, of, of joy and she would be laughing and she would be taking open and talking about how beautiful the gift was and how beautiful the packaging was. And, and she was just, there was a lot of oohs and ahs. The other one, she was thankful for the gift. She was appreciative of the gift. But she wanted to talk to her parents about the gift. She wanted all of the details. You know, where did you go? What did you see? Who did you talk to? Where did you guys go to eat? Was the food good? She would talk to the mom about the trip. And then she would go and she would talk to the dad about the trip. And then she would get them together because she wanted all of the details. But the other daughter, she was so excited. She didn't care about the details. She didn't care about who they saw. All she cared about was that gift. And so the mom was a little troubled by the one daughter that didn't really seem to be excited about the gift. But what she eventually learned was is that that child's love language was quality. And so we have to be mindful when we give gifts. You know, I, I like gifts. But you may give me a gift and I will take it and I will use it. I will get the benefits out of it. And then I may set it somewhere. You may ask me months later, hey, how's that gift? And I'll go, uh, where it is. Not that it wasn't important. But I would probably much rather So sometimes when we, my grandson, I'll give you a great example. He's got probably two years. And this is one of the troubles with, with gifts and expression of love. And we're going to jump ahead a little bit. For Christmas, he wakes up Christmas morning, there's gifts in. What do they usually do? Wait, the box? Yeah, or, or, or they'll find one gift in particular, and the others are just, they're, they're there. But, and so gifts need to be given in such a way where they are meaningful, where they have an expression of love. So we said throughout the Bible, uh, the Lord provided gifts. And I want to just read a few verses. Numbers chapter 18 and 7. It says this. It says, but you and your sons, with you are responsible for priestly duties. Everything at the altar and within the curtain. And you must serve. And then he says, I give you the priesthood as a gift for service. Romans 6 and 23 reads this. We, this is a very familiar Verse it says, for the wages of sin is death, but what? The gift of God is eternal life. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Second Timothy 1 and 6 says this. It says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up what? The gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And then the last verse, I'll read James chapter 1 verse 17 it says every good gift and every perfect gift 
is from. Uh, and so I believe that it is a part of who we are to give and to receive gifts. Well, um, when you're looking at the example of the Lord, you can see that the gifts that he gave, he gave uh, with the consideration of the person that he was giving it to and, and, and stuff. And I say that to say that sometimes we can, uh, we can give a gift thinking that, oh, this is a gift I would like to give the person, but not really taking into consideration the person if they would appreciate that gift, even though gifts are their love. Even in the book, it talks about there are times, especially with our, our children growing up, we want them to be a part of the gift giving process. What do I mean by that? We want them allowed to be able to pick something that they receive. Like you said, sometimes, you know, I may give my grandson a gift that I like. Because maybe it's something that, that I want. Got a Thomas the Train this year, so we were in the, in the Toys R Us, and we begin to watch this train go around the track. And it gets on this little spiral thing, and it spiraled it up to the top. And I was watching it, and all of a sudden, it's, it's, this large hill, and Thomas the Train comes down, and it launches it into the <laughs> and then it goes all the way to the other side of the track, and it goes through this little bitty tube. It starts around the track. When I saw it, I was like, whoa, we're getting that. <laughs> he plays with it every now and then, but and I, you know, me and him will go back in the back room and we'll just sit and I'll just watch it. It's a gift that I'm sure you appreciate. But I like Thomas Train. The English word uh, for gift is from the Greek word charis which means grace or an undeserved gift. You know, how many gifts uh, have God, has God given us that we are undeserved? I would say all of them. All of the things that God has provided to us and given to us has been given in grace. A true gift is not a payment. Rather, it is an expression of love. How many times have we... we told our children, I'll give you this, you've got to do this. Is that a true gift? Or is that a payment for service and prayer? You sit here for an hour, I've got something to do, you sit here and you do this, I've got something that I'm going to do special. They're sitting there and they're waiting. It's something to give service. You know, offering your child a gift to clean their room is not a gift, but it's a payment for service. My mom, you know, she told me to clean her room, take out the trash, and wash the dishes in the back. I, I hated the back. Mom would take the back of the whole house. I just did not like it. But she didn't offer me a gift. If she did offer me something, it was probably something that I did not want. <laughs> But offering your child a gift to clean their room is not a gift to pay for service. It is easy to send the wrong signal. That's the point. We don't want our 
the expression of gift giving to be given because of a conditional. We talked about that early on in our lesson. Love should be given how? Unconditionally. There should not be any strings attached to the love that we show our children or to anyone uh, to that fact. And so, but especially when we're, when we're showing and expressing love to someone whose primary love language is gifts, we don't want any strings attached. We don't want any conditional uh, situations when it comes to our giving. If children do not feel they are truly loved, the gifts we give them come across as being conditional. And so we've got to make the most uh, of our giving. Gifts have everything to do with love. Now, the, the size of the gift or the cost of the amount of the, of the gift really is not. It really doesn't. It's, it's the thought. So we want to make sure that when we give something, that it has a, a, an expression of love. It's not about the size. It's not about how much that gift uh, costs. Uh, if we do not present gifts as expression of love, children may learn to receive them as this is something that is to be expected. They can go, well, they're supposed to because you're my, you're my pastor. Whenever you go to the Philippines or Kenya, I expect you to bring a, a gift because that's my primary love language. It becomes something that is expected. Here's something that we can do. We talk about the size and, and the cost of the gift to show the value of our love and the expression of our love. You know, how many of you have school-age children? Children are going to school. How about this? Try this. And I thought this was something <clears throat> unique. You know, when we provide something to our children uh, in, in the way of clothing, shelter, all of those things are an expression of our love. So here's a way to maybe next school year when we get ready to buy new clothes for your children. You know, while you're all gathered around the dinner table, you tell your son or your daughter, hey, I've got a good you have a little package all wrapped up nice with a bow on it and, and present it to them. And they're going to begin to tear into that paper and they're going to open it up and they're going to see a pair of jeans or a dress or socks. They go, really? But what is it showing them? There's an expression of love. Brother T, you've got something you've got to share with me. Well, we, we did something like that one time, one of my son's birthday and stuff. And, and, um, and I came out with a pack of tube socks and gave to him. And he excused himself and he went to the restroom and he must have stayed in there for 30 minutes. <laughs> I got him to come out his eyes already. He'd been crying and everything and stuff. And then, then we went on ahead and gave him the, the weed or whatever. <laughs> but so, so, 
Let, let, let me help you here with that. Don't wait to a big event to do that. Just do it. It's just, it's not a special event. It's not Christmas. It's not a birthday. It's just, you're just sitting around the table, you know, enjoying a good family meal. And you say, you know, I've got something for it. You put it on the gift bag or something. It, it, but what, what does it do? It, it, it shows them that you were thinking, that you took the time. But here's, but you're exactly right. But what does that do? It's teaching them the value of gifts, both giving and receiving. It shows the value both that that gifts are not all about size. Remember, it's a value teaching. Now, re- remember, we're talking about primary. Now, for some, for some children, they're like, okay, thanks. They're in play. But for others, it will speak to them something about your love and your care. I got this turnover in my head, but you know, a lot of times we miss things because we don't appreciate uh, what we get every day. And, and I've heard it said a lot of times, you should enjoy where you're at. That is a gift from God because you're living in the present. And, uh, you know, we take that for granted, but in each and every day and each and every moment, you're being given a gift of, of being alive and being able to experience it. And then you don't really get to enjoy it until, you know, those little moments happen with your kids, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I just had to say that. And so remember, you may not want to try this with a child's primary love language is quality or physical touch. But if you do have a child whose primary love language is gifts, gifts, this will be a thing. So let's, let's continue. You know, I, I talked to you about the example about toys. The author points out, be careful when it comes to the giving of toys. Don't be uh, influenced by advertisers. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of, uh, of things out there that can be given. Uh, but sometimes we will overexpose our children. He used the example, you take your child into a toy store, Tell them everything in here is yours. What is that going to do? That's, it's really over-exposing. There's going to only be very few things that they gravitate to. So be, be mindful, be strategic when it comes to giving gifts. Brother Summerall, Brother Summerall said something uh, that really kind of uh, stuck out in the notes uh, or in the book. You know, some parents, you know, we can use gifts as a substitution. We can use presence so that we don't have to be present. 
We want to be present with our children. What do I mean? We want to be involved in our life. These five love languages just show expressions of our love to our children. And that's why we said with gifts, it is important that they are supported by these other four love languages. Otherwise, it just becomes an empty uh, giving of something. And they, be, they feel like it's just it's something that either they should receive or there's no genuine love that's being expressed with it. So, in regards of gifts uh, as substitute for genuine love, gifts cannot be a substitute for genuine love that is expressed to our children. You know, if you overexpose your child, or anyone for that matter, to gifts, they can become materialistic and manipulative as they learn to manage people's feelings and behaviors by the improper use of gifts. Some people will try to use gifts to influence people and their friends. You can see that oftentimes in children. You can see it in adults. They will give something to someone because they think it will cause them to, to love them. spend time with them. This is a way that you can manipulate people. That's why the author talks about you got to be careful in, in, in the improper use of gifting. Lavishing too many gifts is like taking a child, and this is the example that he uses, into the tour department and saying, all of this belongs child may be excited at first, but after a while, uh, it running around in all directions and playing with nothing. It's just giving all nothing that really expresses love. Courtney was a young lady that was 15 years old and asked about, and here's an example. For some people, tube socks. But Courtney was a 15-year-old young lady, and the counselors asked her about her family's love, her parents' love and expression to her. And she began to point to her clothing, her jeans, her shoes. Uh, and she said, everything that I have, they gave to me. They have given me not only the essentials, but far more than I need. In fact, they have given me so much that I share others. So here's the value that I'm trying to show you in giving of gifts, even simple things like clothing. She said, I have more than what I can use or more than I even need. And so what do I do? I in turn try to give to others that may not have as much as I do. I heard a very similar story several months ago. I went to a funeral of a cousin one of the gentlemen that got up in the room began to share, began to talk about the cousin from his past. And he said he could remember when he was younger, he didn't have any nice clothes, anything to wear, shoes, and all the fancy things that young people had. He, he pointed out how her cousin would take his own home, his nice home, not just the handy 
Yes, sir. You know, when kids are young, you give them something you think they can use that will benefit their life, and they take it out of the box and play with the box. Yes, sir. That is true. So here was Josh. Josh is 18 years old. He's getting ready to leave for college. They asked Josh the same question. Uh, and immediately they said, well, they asked Josh this. On a scale from 1 to 10, how do you realize, how do you know that your parents love you? He immediately responded and said, 10. And he said, wow. Josh responded quickly, how do, why did you say that? And Josh was about to go off to college. He did okay in high school, but he didn't do very fast. He even told the counselor. But he says he's pointed to a new that his parents bought. He says, I know my parents love me because they realized that, that even though I didn't do my very best, they wanted me to be able to get back and forth to college. You see that car, he talked about all of the other things that they provided for him throughout his years of high school. He says, I know they love me because of all the things that they have provided for even though I don't always do my best, they still have provided. When you think about what Josh was expressing, that causes me to think about the love God has provided to me. I haven't always done my best. I haven't always been uh, the person, the man that God has called me to be. But even during those times, His gifts of grace, love, and mercy has always been extended to me. That's how I do And so, uh, for children like this, gifts are more than just material objects. It wasn't just about the call. It wasn't just about the clothes, but it was the expressions of love that was given uh, through those gifts. And so, you know, we talk about, we want our gifts to express genuine must be supported by the other words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time. If you have a special gift, you know that your son and your daughter, they love gifts. Take a little time. Take them to Starbucks, to the Burger Place, or wherever. Just you and them sit down in, in the middle of the meal. Or do this. Tell the waiter, hey, I want you to bring this out. Right during the middle of the meal, I want you to present it to my son or to my daughter. What kind of impact do you think that will have on you? What if you have What kind of impact will it have on them during the middle of that meal? What if they my mom and my dad took the time? Special moment, special time. Think about doing those type of things. I like the way you said, um, you know, how you love them by all of them. They have to be supporting you. Their primary love language has to be supported by the other. Because typically what we do is love, we show love by our love language. Out of, you know, just not knowing, you know. So then, um, but then when you do that, you're also teaching your children 
I mean, to be sensitive to others, you're modeling for them how to give the other love languages so that when they do um, care of with someone, their peers or um, significant others or whoever, they still know how to love them according to their love language and not their own. Very important because, and, and until I read this book, I don't know if I did a good job at that. What I mean? What do I mean by that? It's easy for us to feel like I'm going to love them like I want to be loved, and and and, and I express to them my love language, but they're not genuinely receiving because that's not their primary. So it causes me to think. You know, this thing called life, when we talk about marriage, when we talk about raising children, it takes work. You can't just go through life raising children, uh, being married, and not think about what you're doing every day. You need to be mindful of the relationships that you have. You know, we all have in our mind this picture of what uh, a relationship should be, or what we want that relationship to be. But we don't give that same thought in the process of getting to the places that we want and we need to be. It takes work. Marriage takes work. Raising children takes work. Loving people, loving our children, loving our spouses, loving our neighbor, it takes work. And you have to be mindful. You have to think about what you're doing. And so, as I close, we're closing a little bit early today, it doesn't matter to them if the gift was made, if it was found, or if it was purchased. They just want to know that it is something that is given out of genuine love. I'm going to say this again. Doesn't matter whether it was made, doesn't matter whether it was purchased, doesn't matter whether it was found. They just want to make sure. They just want to get it out of genuine love. And so next week, we've talked about so far physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, uh, gifts. Next week, talk about acts of service. And then we're, we're coming quickly to the end of the series, but we're also going to talk about uh, how to recognize your child's primary love language. Uh, there's a section where we're going to talk a little bit about love and anger and how to deal with that. You have to be mindful. And, and, and here's something that I thought about that the author talked about. And, and, and I'm sure none of us have done these types of things. But a child whose primary love language are gifts, you you know, we talk about uh, physical touch and that love language and what the ramifications are when you discipline a child with physical touch. And I'm not saying you shouldn't spank, but you gotta be mindful how you use that 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 discipline style with a child who is physical touch. The same way with gifts, you know Sometimes we will take a gift away, hopefully, but some parents will say, well, I'll take that gift because you didn't do what I wanted to do, or you misbehaved, you didn't have it right in school. 
Or you may say, well, you don't appreciate it, so I'm going to take this gift. I want you to think about how that can affect a child whose primary love language gifts. That gift, when you give it to a child whose primary love language is gifts, you're saying, I love you. This is an expression of love. So you have to be mindful, careful, take that gift away. What do you communicate? What do you say to that child? Okay? Amen. And so uh, we'll talk about those things. We'll talk about how to recognize and understand what your child's primary love language is. We'll talk a little bit about anger and love. We'll talk a little bit about uh, single parents. There are some single parents. How to uh, utilize five love languages uh, in a single parent. Amen? Amen? All right, let's stand. If you don't have the book, Five Love Languages of Children by Gary Chapman and co-written with Ross Campbell. Very easy read. Very easy read. I'm not a super reader, but I found that book very, very easy to read. A lot of the things that I'm sharing coming directly from the book, adding some scriptures and different things, a lot of material, a lot of information. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you for another day, another opportunity to come and share, participate, Lord, in your word. I pray for this people today, God, that we would, Lord, understand, Lord, how to communicate love through the five love languages, oh God. We pray that you would help us in the building of our children. We want our children to be, Lord, used in your kingdom. We want our families to be strong. I pray that you would do all of those things according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.